Welcome into the Landry Football Podcast Network as we've got tight ends on our mind. We broke down uh, the top uh, available NFL free agent tight ends earlier uh, in a podcast today that we dropped this morning. But I want to talk a little bit about tight ends that are returning in college football. We are the one-stop shop for your football analysis from a coaching and scouting perspective. It's who are the top returning tight ends um, for the college football game in 2023. Again, we know at this point who has transferred, who is pretty much staying put. We uh, certainly may see in May some of that change a little bit. We'll keep you up to date on all of that for certain. But we want to break down a little bit right now what we know and who do we like out there. Not an exhaustive list, but we'll give you, you know, eight or ten-ish guys that we think are on the top. Now, this list will change during the course of the year as guys' plays develop and increase or decrease, uh, increase their value. And we're not just talking about draft prospects. We're talking about college players. So make sure that you keep it uh, at LandryFootball.com where you can get all the detailed film room analysis from a coaching and scouting perspective on the college game, the pro game, from recruiting to the college evaluation of personnel, evaluating players, teams, coaches, and schemes on the college level to the NFL draft, NFL free agency, breaking down players, teams, coaches, and schemes at the NFL level. We got it all covered for you. Inside information, coaching searches, you name it. We got it for you at LandryFootball.com. So take advantage of our scouting season offer that we have today. So the tight ends have become a real wild card factor in that it is with the size athletic traits of that position it has become even more important. And I think it creates bigger matchup values than, say, three wide receiver sets, depending upon how big is your slot receiver or how you play that guy. Tight ends allow you to create mismatches in the passing game, but then also force you to make some decisions defensively. That's if you go small and cover the tight end, it certainly gives you a better chance to run the football against certain looks. So um, it's why I think the position is so unique. Let's get into some of them that are really good. I think Brock Bowers of Georgia leads the list. There's um, He may be as good a returning player as there is in college football. He's a big-time playmaker. <clears throat> um, Bowers is easily at the top. He's the best tight end, best receiving tight end. As a true freshman in 2021, He was the highest graded power five tight end and the most valuable player at the tight end position in college. He was once again, the most valuable tight end in the nation this past season, led the position in receiving yards, yards after the catch and receiving yards after contact. Um, He's a John Mackey award winner given to the best tight end in college football and has duly earned that honor. Big time receiver, big time speed, juice after the catch, Good luck trying to defend him. He is a receiver that's playing in the tight end position. You can flex him out. You can work him inside. um, And he can certainly uh, stalk and chalk as a blocker. But he is, to me, a special type playmaking talent. Brevin Spain Ford of Minnesota is a well-rounded tight end that is very good. He's ranked very good in the run blocking area. He's got... um, Receiving grade is really good. He gets decent depth for tight ends. Um, He is very versatile, 
all-around solid player, no question. Jatavian Sanders from Texas is uh, was a top 15 recruit in the 2021 class. He began to live up to that expectation in his sophomore uh, season, catching uh, 32 combined first downs and touchdowns in 2022, which trailed only Dalton Kincaid, Michael Mayer, Brock Bowers among the FBS tight ends. His um, 61.3 receiving yards also trailed only Bowers among returning Power 5 tight ends. He's a freak athlete at 6'4 and 242 pounds. Um, he has got the, the size and the athletic traits that are very difficult to defend, and he's going to be very, very highly regarded in the 2024 draft. He and um, Brock Bowers are going to be outstanding and go very high in the draft. Jaheim Bell from Florida State. Um, he's a transfer tight end, was utilized, underutilized at South Carolina, saw only 28 targets this past season, um, which is not really effective. He played some running back for the Gamecocks this past year, but he has got a lot more ability and was just poorly utilized in that offense. Um, what he did in 2021 as a sophomore, he led all tight ends with almost four yards per route run. That is very good. Um, his 354 yards after the catch trailed only Bowers among the power five tight ends. Uh, he had 41 targets, still ranked 42nd at the position. Florida State's his new home. I think they'll utilize him a lot better and a better coached offense. Um, remember the name Jaheim Bell of Florida State. Um, Bryson Nesbitt of North Carolina is another one that I like. More of a downfield threat than most tight ends. He gets uh, almost 12 yards average depth of target, which is very good. Um, he's the only tight end in the top 15 in yards per route run with a double digit, digit average, digit average per depth of target. With both Josh Downs and Antonio Green off to the NFL, he could have a massive year for the Tar Heels. Uh, and Drake May, obviously, great quarterback, good combination there. Uh, Benjamin Urasek of Stanford, he had, a, I think, by his standards, a disappointing year after a breakout year in 2021, disappointing year last year. Um, he, he didn't have a bad year, though. When you studied the tape, you know, he tallied more than 200 fewer receiving yards in 2022, despite receiving four more targets. Still, his... 1,099 receiving yards and 596 yards after the catch over the past two seasons trails only Brock Bowers among the power five. This is where you've got to look and see, don't downgrade the player because the play around him. He doesn't add anything as a run blocker, but he is really a good receiver. And with a better quarterback, uh, no question that he could do a much better job and produce better numbers, and I think will go on forward. Kate Stover of Ohio State, um, great run blocker. Um, five big-time blocks this last year on film, which is uh, one of the best among the Power Five tight ends. Working against Stover as a receiver is the fact that he plays with, um, uh, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. and Miki Ukaba, the two best returning wideouts. He's still impressed as a pass receiver. Now, he's going to get open a lot. He's not going to get a lot of coverage attention. But his 110 receiving yards after contact, he has the ability to catch it, runs very well, and he's a really good blocker. Uh, that's 
the type of well-rounded player that you like at that position. A um, couple more. Let's uh, go with uh, Jalen Conyers of Arizona State. Was a monster after the catch this past season. This past season, twenty-one forced missed tackles, which led all the tight ends in the country. Uh, ranked fourth among the FBS tight ends in receiving yards after contact. And now with new coach Kenny Dillingham, who's a really bright offensive mind, they're going to look for him to be incorporated a lot more into the offense and to become a very, very productive player uh, for them. Caden uh, Prykscorn of Ole Miss um, was a semifinalist for the Mackey this past year at Memphis. So redshirt junior tied for fourth among all tight ends in the country he had, with 340 yards after the catch. Among those with at least 50 targets, his passer rating when targeted trailed only Brock Bowers. Uh, you're going to see him in the SEC this year. So he's not at Memphis, so he's going to be challenged more. I'm saying this guy can meet the challenge, and I think you're going to hear his name a lot more this year because he's in the SEC and likely making a lot of noise. One of the bright spots, um, uh, Sadio Traore of Colorado, was a standout goalie in London before moving to the U.S. for a senior year of high school. As a sophomore at Arkansas State, he showed great receiving skills uh, amongst the top four in the tight end, 340 yards after the catch. Uh, this was only his third year of playing football. So this is more of a guy that I think has a chance to just burst out of the scene a lot of athletic ability, a lot of playmaking ability. And I think at Colorado, with decent coaching, I think this guy's got a chance to be a big-time playmaker. So another guy that I think you should pay some attention to. Uh, a reminder, though, you can get more detailed film room breakdowns of uh, not just the college players, NFL players, free agency, the draft. We've got it all covered for you here at LandryFootball.com. So make sure that you take advantage of our scouting season discount that we have for you at LandryFootball.com, over 50% discount um, for uh, a year membership. Uh, for the monthly and uh, six-month membership, uh, you can take advantage of that as well if you want to try that out. But uh, it takes you all the way through the scouting season, through the draft, but then getting you ready for the season. Uh, we keep going in May and June and July all the way through the football season. So it's a 12-month-a-year, um, you know, goal that we have here that we meet every year is breaking down the game of football from a coaching and scouting perspective. So make sure that you keep it uh, on LandryFootball.com and make sure that you subscribe. Also, uh, make sure that you subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network where you can get all of our football content. And a reminder that – if you join us, spread the word because it'll give you a great opportunity to communicate with us. And it's also a way to make sure that you don't miss any of our football content. We appreciate you joining us. Look forward to talking again more football next time here on the Landry Football Podcast Network. See you over at the website. So long, everybody.